0: praise the lord welcome to the broadcast today i'm pastor curtis hutchinson here in my kitchen because of all the weather that's going on outside all the snow and uh, all the pile up uh, more than i've seen in all of my almost 60 years of living but i'm thankful to the lord for technology to be able to be at home and to continue to share his word with those who are hungry and thirsty for what he has to say through which he is able to function in a people today. And and, and in these last few moments of this age called the times of the Gentiles, we're to be carrying this blood-stained banner each and every day, proclaiming the goodness of our Lord, not just on a Sunday or a Wednesday evening, but every day we're to be proclaiming the goodness of our Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, we are in our Hebrew study every monday and thursday morning at 8 30 a.m central time and i encourage you to join with us live on the pastor curtis facebook page uh when we're kind of uh narrowed down to that here in my home but uh when i'm back in my office maybe in the morning uh we'll see about that for our second timothy bible study uh we can do the get back to the youtube and the facebook but also uh you can get the spreaker app on your phone and uh, i'm broadcasting live right now on my spreaker app channel which is for those who have ears to hear you can listen to the audio there and uh, we're looking forward to getting back in the the normal of things if that's ever possible Uh, everything's changing uh, in this world And uh, we're going to look at what doesn't change here in just a moment. In our Hebrews teaching today on this 18th day of February, this is Hebrews chapter 2, part 5. And uh, we will publish these all up to the YouTube channel after we're able to get back to the church where all the equipment is. And uh, we're just so thankful again to be here even from home to be able to share God's words of life with those who are hungry to experience Him and, and to have more than just a social gathering on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday afternoon, but those who speak of God's Word, those who hunger to hear God speak to them and move them in the direction of His good, acceptable, and perfect will for their lives, to exalt the name of Jesus and to glorify our Heavenly Father. That's why we're here. And I pray that more and more of God's people would find that avenue of more than good music, more than good fellowship, but the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God carried out by the Holy Spirit in their lives. Amen. Hebrews chapter two. This is part five. Again, on this eighteenth day of February, twenty twenty-one, we're going to begin this morning in verse ten. Hebrews chapter two, verse ten. I just believe the Lord is going to impart something to our hearts today that would stir us. I, if he, if he does, listen. I would say if he doesn't, but that's not exist. That's non-existent. He's going to attempt to impart something into your heart, even if if it's something you've already heard. He wants to deposit truth in your heart to guide you into all truth. And so whatever God does today in our lives, it'll be that which we have allowed him to do by hearing him call us into more truth. So let's make sure that we pay attention. Let's make sure that we walk away from the Bible study with something that came from Him, not just some preacher. Hallelujah. Verse 10, Hebrews 2, For it became Him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now all things are of Christ. The Bible tells us that and He's, God through Christ, the living Word, created all things. God through Christ, the living Word, has redeemed all things through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ will judge all things. So we need to know that all things are from him, by him, through him, and to him, the scriptures in the New Testament tell us. But here it says, it became him, and that means it was fitting for him, for whom are all things. For whom are all things. All things are for God's purpose. God forbid we not be found in His purpose. God forbid we be making things up along the way as we go. His purpose requires a will, and His will is His word. But we don't get to do what we want to with His word, and it's proof that we are because every church on every corner, there's five on every corner now, is doing something different with God's word, some different object of faith. And let me remind you this morning, in the book of Revelation chapter 5, they are not worshiping one there that has the appearance of one who is resurrected from the dead and reigning as king overall. They, they, the, the, the Lord showed John one who had the appearance of a slain lamb. We need to remember that. When Jesus walked on this earth, every step he took was a step of righteousness until he worked that (coughs) final and perfect and complete work of righteousness, which was the door opener, which was the call into the body of Christ, the call out of. Paradise, Abraham's bosom, it took the blood of Jesus. It took his death to open the door to the new and living way. We need to remember that. And Psalms 85, 13 says, righteousness went before him and has set righteousness went before him and has set us in his steps. So all the Christians going about talking about those cross preachers and those churches about all about the cross now, they need to get beyond that. Listen. Your life is to look like Jesus's life all the way to the cross, which was the end of his being on this earth until he was resurrected and came back. But while he was on this earth, he was headed to the cross and he taught us the same thing, that if to follow me, and we are following Christ, I hope you're going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross daily, to be able to follow him. That's what he taught Luke 9, 23. No, it does not mean anything weird. It does not mean anything other than our faith must remain in the cross. Biblical, true biblical denial of self results in faith in the cross alone or it's not true biblical denial of self. I'm not denying myself of anything spiritually because I won't eat this or eat that. Maybe I want to lose weight. Well, praise God for that. Hallelujah! But unless the result of the denial of self is your faith returning to the cross, you're still not denying yourself like you ought to be and you ain't going to be able to follow Christ as we say it here in Texas. You ain't going to be able to follow Christ until you deny yourself, take up your cross to be able to follow him. And that's not once, he said. It's every day. Again, that's Luke 9, 23. All things are... For our Lord, all things are by him, the Bible here tells us, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now, don't misread this, and I hope that you wouldn't misunderstand this, that Jesus was always perfect. He was absolutely always perfect without sin, spotless He carried out every law, ceremony, ritual, rite. Uh, He carried out all the works of the law in his life growing up there in Israel. He never committed a sin in thought, word, or deed. He was perfect. And he lived, and you've heard me say it. I read it somewhere some few years ago. The life he lived qualified him for the death he died. And the death he died qualified you and me for the life he lived. Hallelujah. He was a perfect sacrifice. When the Bible says to make the captain of their salvation perfect, Through suffering, it means he was made the perfect Lamb of God because he was without sin. He was made that which would be perfect, so perfect that you and I, I don't care how holy we might think we are and and may be experiencing true holiness. And I pray that we're learning to. But no matter where we are in our walk with the Lord, we, we can't fathom this word perfection. We can't really fathom that. The the work of Christ on the cross was so perfect that it ushered in a new priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. We learn in Genesis 14 and Hebrews 7. And, and, And it changed the law from the old law to the new law. Romans 8 and 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The the work at Calvary was so perfect. That means a perfect Savior carrying out a perfect work which was all about humility and obedience unto death, a death that he had no reason to die in and of himself, he had no sin. He, he was perfect, but he died. He laid his life down for us that our sins may be washed away and that we might enter in to the new and living way, which is this perfect work he carried out for us at Calvary. That's why today he carries the expression, the, the, the look in heavenly in the heavenly place where he is located. Listen, right now, as one who has been slain, read Revelation 5, they worship him. This one who has the appearance as one who's been slain as a lamb you need to get that you, you start moving we need to get beyond the cross listen you will one day but you'll never get beyond its memory And every purpose God has for you from this moment on will always be about the slain lamb he was slain from before the foundation of the world your object of faith right now is the slain lamb of God and the object of all their faith and worship, not really faith, but worship in heaven, no need for faith in heaven, but worship in heaven is the lamb who was slain for the redemption of man. We get so uh, complacent about the, the thought about, well, I've, I've been a Christian 40, 50, 60 years. And, you know, we just get so uh, lackadaisical with this that we have. Jesus taught uh, that when we prayed, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, they're praising the one who has the appearance right now as one who has been slain as a lamb. Let us never forget that. That work was so perfect. There will never need to be another priesthood. Jesus became the new high priest, a million trillion trillion light years from now. Jesus will still be the great high priest and he will have those who trusted in him as his priesthood and the new law will never need to be changed again. We can't imagine that right now because the laws constantly change. Everything on this planet is changing. Every single thing on this planet is changing. If you buy what appears to be a perfectly steel ball without flaw, if you put it under a microscope, it has flaws, my friend, because there is no such thing as perfection outside of Christ. He is the perfect Savior. Made that way, we're told here, through suffering. He he was made perfect for us as the Lamb of God. He was already perfect. Don't ever mistake this, that He wasn't perfect and that He was made perfect through His suffering. No, He was made for us the perfect sacrifice through suffering. Hallelujah. God won't have to ever change His mind in a million, trillion, trillion light years from now. Say, well, that's old. That's old hat. Let's, let's change it up again. No, my friend. And, and just those thoughts right there prove that we don't understand a perfect work that it really was. And I just pray that every day God would help us to see a little bit more of the perfection of the Lamb. Even the resurrection, three days after Christ uh, uh, brought forth and worked that righteousness for us in his death, three days later when he was raised from the dead, the, the Bible teaches that that resurrection was the declaration of a a. a a perfect sacrifice. It was a, a a declaration of perfection that had been carried out at Calvary. It was the cross. Listen, here we learn again, we confirm again in the scriptures that it was not the resurrection through which Jesus became the captain of our salvation. Yes, he was raised from the dead. Yes, he had to be raised from the dead. And he could not do anything but be raised from the dead if he atoned for all sin. If he humbly and obediently obeyed that command he was sent to carry out which was to give his life, to to lay it down and to raise it up again, John 10, 18. And listen, it, it was through the suffering. The resurrection was not suffering. We need to say that again this morning. The resurrection was not suffering. The agony of death, the piercing of Christ as our rock of ages on the cross was suffering the crown of thorns upon him, the whipping, the beard pulling. The Bible says that you would not even have recognized him being a man. That's what the Bible says. They did all they did to him, and it was him subjecting himself to the perfect will of God so that he could be the perfect Lamb of God doing a complete and perfect work for us that was so perfect who we are in Christ will never change. Who he is to us dwelling in us will never change. His mind will never change. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, he is ever mindful of his covenant. That means he is forever mindful thinking about his covenant and Jesus by the way said that the new covenant, this everlasting covenant is in his blood. If you wanna think along the lines God is thinking, then you're gonna have to begin to see god's words in the context of the way god thinks because he's ever mindful of his covenant hallelujah that's why before we even showed up and committed a sin in the garden of eden god had already laid the foundation from before the foundation of the world he'd already put in place the answer for all sin which would be the perfect work of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Such a perfect work and complete work that when we dabble trying to add to it, we, we, we literally only exclude ourselves from the perfection of it. I want you to hear that. When I say it's Jesus Christ and Him crucified and what I do, and this right here, oh, and we found the way that God moves in in our last days oh no my friend we only exclude ourselves from the perfect work there it cannot be added to it is eternal everlasting it cannot be added to when you try to add to what jesus did you're only excluding yourself from the perfection of it the grace that flows through it we we only exclude ourselves when we go back and try to uh, commit spiritual adultery on our husband the lord jesus christ by tampering with the old law that we used to be married to, that we've become dead to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, this is good stuff this morning. Can somebody say Amen around here? <laughs> I didn't hear Robin back there say Amen. <laughs> I hear now hollering Amen. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons, that means children for you ladies and sweet sisters of the Lord out there, unto glory. It's how he brings us to glory, and remember, if we're going to go from glory to glory, glory is a place we're headed, glory land, but today we have the hope of glory, Jesus Christ dwelling in us Gentiles, praise God. And listen, he he's gonna, he did it all through making the captain of our salvation, perfect through sufferings. We're good soldiers. Paul taught us that we're good soldiers, that we can participate in in this last days, Uh, Joel's last days he prophesied of army in these last days, if we won't entangle ourselves in the affairs of this world, even those things that seem to be good and it's okay to be involved in things, but when you get tangled up in them, and you know you are when you are, because it's moving you away from your desire to study, your desire to worship, your desire to be in fellowship. It's moving you away from what's got your mind all wrapped up. It's When you get entangled in things, it's moving you away from the fire of God in your heart for the gospel and now your desires are after all these other things. It's what you want to talk about. It's what you want to put on social media. I've watched the church. Oh, and it's Oh, in it's self-righteous indignation over the last few years be moved away from a folk. Even some, I'm talking about folk who go to these cross-preaching churches. They, they get moved away from the fire of God striving for the faith of the gospel. Now they're out there striving for all this other stuff. And they get angry when they get called on the carpet, so to speak, when God tries to touch them and bring them back to the focus of the cross uh, to be excited about the gospel. And again, let me, you know, make sure you understand it's okay to be involved in things in this life as long as they aren't sinful and as long as they never take the place of consuming you rather than you're consuming God, consuming more and more of your heart daily for Him. And, you know, uh, Christianity is what it is today. Uh, and you can say things like this, and people, they'll leave the church. They'll quit giving. They'll, they, I, mean, they, I mean, that's the church today. I mean, you can study that in the book of Second Timothy, the Lord telling Paul, and he told Timothy and us, what the church would look like in the last days. I don't want to walk there. I've been there. I don't want to be there anymore. I I, I pray for situations and I pray for people, but I'm not going to be entangled in them because I have a captain, the captain of my salvation. And he was made the perfect lamb of God for me through suffering, not the resurrection. Need to say that again today. Not the resurrection. Through his sufferings, he was made, listen, the captain of my salvation. And he. And let, me, let, me, let me say this today while we're talking about the captain of our salvation, which uh, the Holy Spirit wants to direct our minds to a military unit. The people of God always, the, the old Israel of old had an army, the army of Israel. The New Covenant Church is an army. Good soldiers, captain of our salvation. I was a Marine years ago, and let me remind you, The captains don't walk in the room and say, what do you boys want to do today? The captain walks in the room and he gives commands. You need to understand that. Peter, I'm going to bring it up. I brought it up last night. I don't know that we even got that recorded because of the internet doing something weird last night. But this way of righteousness, the way of the cross, is the only way of righteousness. Peter relates it to a holy commandment. God doesn't give options. Oh, it's we, 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 we think we have an option because God gave us a conscience and, and God gave us free will to choose. But to God, what He offers humanity is not an option. It's the way of life. And that's why to him, he said only a fool would say that, uh, there's no God in his heart. Listen, it, what God offers is a commandment the father sent the son with a commandment to do the work of righteousness in a humble obedient act of death on the cross and all who believe in him the bible teaches in romans chapter 6 verse 17 that when we believe upon that work christ carried out for us that is called obeying that form of doctrine because the message of the cross the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ we need to stop looking at it as an option the only option that there on our, is on our part god didn't give two ways of life three ways of life he gave one way of life and it's a command to come into this life. It's a command to come to the wedding banquet. It's a command. It's the holy commandment. The way of the cross is the way of righteousness. Those aren't two different things and you can't teach them separate. The way of righteousness is the way of the cross. And it's a holy commandment. First given to Christ to come and lay his life down. And all who trust in him become obedient and become perfect in him. Hallelujah. And he is the captain of our salvation. He doesn't show up and say, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? He shows up and tells you who you are in Him. Tells you what you will do in Him. He loves you. He doesn't walk in the room like some Marine Corps captains and officers. Remember, I was one of them. He doesn't doesn't treat us that, that way, but He does give us commands. A command to be holy. A command... To be led into more truth. These aren't the only time the word option comes into play is because, again, we have a conscience and we have free moral choice. And men that teach we don't, well, they're liars and they don't understand the Bible and they reject many scriptures. We have a choice. We can serve God today if 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 hell is filling itself up and God didn't create it for men to go there. And God, God didn't create hell for men to go there. That means men have a choice and they chose to go there. So we need to make sure we understand those things. Many men have come along and made many things up as they went. But here, you know, and I know it's taken us a while. We, we took one whole session earlier this week on verse 9 and one whole session On verse 10 today, these things are important. I'm not going to be in a hurry. I'm not going to get in a hurry. I'm I'm going to sit here and allow the Lord to minister to me and minister to you the truth of these words. Everything in the Bible is of Christ. Listen. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. When it's all said and done, folks, everything's going to have been about Christ and what Christ was able to carry out. You do understand that it's not your good deeds that are going to be rewarded. It's what Christ was able to do. Yes, those are good deeds. If it was your faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, then you are going to be rewarded for what Christ did. I hadn't said this in a long time, but I need to say it. God is said many things through our ministry throughout the years that have jarred the hearts of a sleeping people, but God only honors what God does. God only rewards what God does. I hope you get that, I hope you're not turning me off now. Well, God's going to reward what we do. No, Jesus said we can't do a thing without Him. Nothing, John 15, we can't do anything without Him. That means it takes Him <coughs> for us to be approved in who we are before God and what we're doing, where we're walking, what we're involved in. It takes Christ. And just because we're Christians does not mean we're always carrying out His will. Many things are good, but they're not God. You need to understand that. The lost people can do what appears to be good deeds to men and are called good deeds by men. But a lost person is a wicked person. No matter how much the community calls them upright and sees their good deeds, a lost person cannot carry out a good deed in the eyes of God because it's a wicked vessel. And good deeds do not get people to heaven. The work of Christ carried out at Calvary, that which He suffered for you and me, gets us to heaven. But in this life, it also allows His perfect work to be carried out in us and that is the righteousness of the law being fulfilled, Romans 8, 3, and 4. Jesus is our perfect captain because He was our perfect sacrifice and that was what He suffered for you and me so that we could be who we are in Him and be able to hear Him and walk with Him and understand His way and, and to be convicted and, 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 and refreshed and, and to grow and to mature and to be awakened from a slumber as we slip away sometimes. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, we need to therefore take the more earnest heed to these things we've heard so that they won't slip away. And those are one of two places we're going to experience today. We're going to grab a hold of a little bit more this truth of the cross or it's going to be slipping away. We're going to be found striving together for the faith of the gospel or we're going to be becoming neglectful with the gospel. One of the two. There is no middle ground. We're going to be striving more for the faith of the gospel, or we're going to become negligent with this great gift of salvation. And I'm thankful today for the word of the Lord. I'm thankful today to have been awakened unto righteousness, which means coming back to a focus on that work of the cross, work of Christ for us at Calvary, for that is the way of righteousness. That is what He did for us to become our captain of salvation, the captain of my salvation and your salvation. That means He gives us these commands to live that has the fruit of our salvation. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Well, time's up. Another great broadcast today thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share these broadcasts. Don't forget to pray for us. I pray the Lord touch you right where you are today and meet every need that you have on this great day of the Lord. Don't forget to sow into good ground. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word give to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. See you in the morning at 9 a.m. for our 2nd Timothy Bible study. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.